Vice Republic. By now, you know all about it, so why haven't you downloaded it yet? Keep your Android phone and get every podcast imaginable. Listen to us on there or don't. It's up to you. Today's episode is about consumers holding all the power when it comes to using streaming services. So if you don't like this plug, you can always just unsubscribe from us. Actually, no, wait, that's a terrible idea. Please don't go. Alrighty, hello basic AFers. Uh, we're back to our regular setup. I'm not dead. Uh, I, I am severely concussed. Yeah, that's a whole nother story itself. Um, thanks for hanging out with me last episode. Um, just me, just us. is a little bit intimate. Um, we didn't have didn't have a crowd as we normally do. I apologise to anyone that listened to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as you can hear, Alice is unfortunately now back. Um, it took Lynn. her it took her three whole days to return from grabbing that bottle of milk. I didn't even drink milk. <laughs> um, I think it was uh, clearly the last one available because she actually did come back with a broken nose. And a concussion. Um, yeah, interesting story. Um, and, yeah, that is almost a true story. Um, almost. Yeah, exactly. All right, so in today's episode, um, we're get, our discussion's probably going to be a little bit all over the place. Um, we're going to try and start with how brands manage their relationships with customers. Um, so not CRM. Not necessarily talking about those systems in a little bit. Not um, system-based, human-based. Yeah, so how, how brands and companies you know, Deal with manage the relationship. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, we'll go into sort of why, you know, as a society now we, we love cheap streaming services and how that sort of come about to be how we get our inter- entertainment nowadays. Um, so yeah, will it flow properly? I'm not sure. I've, I have my doubts, uh, but let's find out. Yeah, I just want to put a disclaimer out there that I currently feel incredibly delayed in responding to sentences and whatnot. So if this goes to shit, I apologize in advance. As usual, I'm going to have to carry the podcast. All right, let's do it. So with so many competitors in the market at the moment for just every product, any product, just any, any industry, product, any product, any brand, it's all saturated. Like there's new shit out there, but they've got competitors, I'm sure. You can't slack off. No, you can't. So managing relationships with clients or customers or whatever is crucial because apparently like 75% of profit revenue is repeat customers i don't have that exact figure i read it somewhere didn't write it down. maybe both maybe they're both it's not 50 50 i think it is slightly up a bit yeah on the repeat customer mm-hmm. scenario so that's what you want you don't want to slack off you don't want to be a dick like someone was telling me today that they went to a cafe that they go to a lot and the server was a bit of a dick to them about gluten-free bread He's never going back there. In what way? That they, like, looked in the kitchen and were like, mm, they're a bit busy to, like, swap over. To try and take out the gluten from the bread that we've already got. 
Well, no, they had gluten free bread. They just didn't want to make a fresh sandwich. But he's never going back there. Like they lost that person's. Yeah, they business. lost the. Yeah, you didn't just lose it that time or the next time. You lost like the life of it. And then what's he going to do? He's going to tell people. Well, he told me. I'm We're talking about it on the there. podcast right now. I had once already had a really shit almond latte from there. So, like, I'm pretty sure the almond milk was off. So, okay. I was never already going back. Fair but enough. But he probably turned some other people at the dog park off it. Yeah. That's a local. So, you just don't be a dick. Those, in that, those, you know, dog, dog park pa- gangs, oh. they're, click, they're clicky, you know. It's real clicky. They hunt in packs. And we're not talking about the dogs, like, talking the about the owners. The dogs best friends, like, oh, Diesel had a great time. But, you know, moral of the story is don't be a dick, which yeah. I think is you can take that into any part of your life, really. I don't think I do, but I should. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, especially in the digital age, because this is where it gets a bit tricky and I kind of find it interesting to look back before we were born or when we were kids as to what client relationships and managing that look like compared to now yeah well because in the like the cafe instance you just gave that's human interaction Mm. and there's a face to the conversation you're having you know as a customer to you know the person serving you and that's the shit interaction and yeah but there's also nothing that can be lost in translation and you can tell all the tones and the body language but when you get to you know Digital. digital and text you know, you that's, just never know. Like the amount of times that we text each other and we're like, "Is this guy yeah. real pissed at me?" I always have to drop in some ha ha's in there to try and break up yeah. or show tone. But now that pretty much my whole life is writing emails at, as a career between like linking clients and different agencies, I. You I had to. You can't really put ha ha's in emails. A but I what use I, exclamation points I do, way yeah, too much. I, I use them, you know, liberally. Yeah, I'm not. So every now and then, but so what every I've, sentence. I had to. I had to learn the shortcut for a smiley face. Throw in a throw in a smiley face every now and then if you think you're coming off like too harsh. The thing is, you though, know. some people disapprove of the old business smiley face scenario. Depend. I think you can oh, vibe it's, it. It's you can depend- vibe it. The majority of the the majority of the interactions that I'm having in the emails that I'm sending are with people that I've met. I've already been introduced to and met face to face, and then I'm talking to them every single day. Okay. So yeah, that's it's like yeah, I I always gauge it by what the other person's doing. If they throw in a smiley face, I'll go to town on smiley faces in mine. But is it the just the icon? Smiley face, so like the semicolon and the yeah, and then it, it, sh- it shortcuts into a proper only smiley on, face emoji. Only on PC though. If you sent that to me on a Mac, wouldn't get it. Good just, to know. Would just look like an error. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm pretty sure everyone's on Outlook, so you know. Yeah, Outlook to Outlook Mac is different to Outlook PC. Just letting you know. Learning things all the time. Yep. But um, but yeah, that's a very crucial learning I, I, point. That's fair. I I use I use the trick though of matching their sign off as well oh so you know like like, you you don't drop a cheers if they've just dropped a regards yeah you know that that trade-off i've started using the whole the talk soon just to personalize it a little bit i might have to use that one that might be out of my pay grade at the moment i don't know if i can pull it off someone i used to work with used to just be best comma their name that's kind of weird because that's like are they saying that they're the best no she's she's european but it would just be like 
like best regards. It's like Finn. No, this conversation's Finn. over. Yeah, we'll stop. <laughs> no, it would be like a shortened version of best regards. Yeah, best. What you don't have the time Goodbye. to put in regards? Like I think it was defaulted. I guess so. What that was her signature. You can put you put like sign offs as part of yeah, your signature, yeah, yeah. so you don't have to ever. Yeah, sign I know. Off. That's what I'm saying. So she chose to do that. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you put in regards then? Because you're never having to go to the effort of doing no, it. You do casual. it once. Best regards is like a bit formal. I don't know. Yeah, signatures, man. First time I've ever had a signature. I build an email a, signature. I build those fuckers. I show you mine. You can check it out. I'm gonna hate it. But it took it took like two and a half days for it to be automated properly. We had some issues. I could have fixed that for you. Yeah, I fixed it myself in the end. All right. What was the issue? Self-sufficient. Um, it just wasn't automating. So I just because you have to change the setting. No, no, I did. And we did. We? My, my whole team helped me out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just it was just not – there was just one step in the process that we were missing. Yeah. And yeah. that was it. I'm sure, yeah, you could have fixed it because you've, you've gone it. through it yourself previously. No, I just build those fuckers. Yeah. I know it all. Yeah. All right, you put that on your CV. I should. Email signature builder. Clearly it's an anyway, issue. Anyway, what I'm saying is I'm just trying to gloat because I actually have an email, signi- oh, an email signature. Oh, sorry. An email signature, all right. <laughs> Had a job for a little bit, been around the place. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. yeah. So my back to my original point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was an original <laughs> was point, was it? Digital is fucked, basically. Yeah. In that people can constantly review you, take things the wrong way, um, Google reviews is yeah. a whole new thing. Do you remember the time that that guy cut us off in a truck that had branding on it? And yeah. then we tried to Google review him like a real bad one because we were so annoyed and we couldn't find him. Because we, we only had like him. half we only had half the name. Oh, and that's so that. we, we were so trying angry. to get Google to like fill in the blanks. But yeah, like it's hard enough it's hard enough trying to get people to Google review in general. If you're a business or a you brand, you don't want bad ones, and they're more likely to only go on there if they're bad, because you know. And mo- yeah, most people only complain. Exactly. So I think this is something that you mentioned the other day is that on social media or like support tickets or whatever, if people are asking you questions, you can't just reply. You've kind of got to go above and beyond for yeah. those people. You've got to personalize it. You've got to be friendly because of people don't just take bare minimum anymore. They yeah. want, like, personalization experience with your brand or they'll just go somewhere else. Yeah, well, because I, um, I was in a meeting today with a... Um, just another job reference? Yeah, just I'm just going to be dropping them. Oh, if, yeah. if, if you don't like this, I'd just give up listening. But so I was in a meeting today um, with uh, a radio network and just casually they're just just casual and they're trying they they've brought out the last couple of months they've brought out a um sort of like a a millennial targeted news based website that's like similar to punky buzzfeed pedestrian, pedestrian yeah okay so they've brought it bro- they've brought out a new one gotta say um, i really do love pedestrian i click on most of their article like a fair a fair percentage they're, they're sort of like their, their sort of meme culture, for lack of a better descriptive, is all right. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, no comment on sort of their opinion pieces that they. That Do they, they just give me content that I'm intrigued by? Yeah, that's the point. Like because bachelor it's, yeah, things. Because it's mil- like yeah, it's millennial targeted. Yeah. But in terms of their serious opinion pieces, I didn't say I'm not, that. yeah, I'm not going to give an opinion. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't mind their Calm stuff. Calm your farm. Calm your bloody farm. Can I? Can I finish no. my point? <laughs> What I, will, I was saying I will not is, my farm. so with this new platform that this station's bringing out or has already brought out and they're trying to develop, oh, yeah. uh, all they're do- everything that they're doing is to target um, 18 to 30-year-olds with a bullseye target of 24 to 26-year-olds. So it's that, like, niched. And they've realised that millennials, people in that age bracket all they want to see is personalised stuff to them. If it's not relevant to them, they don't give a fuck. It's because we have short attention spans. It's not yeah, like but also, seconds. But also we're actually more educated, more oh, informed than previously. We'll just by, you know, virtue of having inf- having information accessible. So, so if you actively want to find it, you can. But, yeah, we're more, we're more educated. On a broader range of things. On a broader range of topics. And, like, socially, um, you know, environment, like, all those, all, all the different issues and topics, if something's not targeting us specifically that we care about, we're not going to give a fuck about yeah. it. Because we've got short attention spans, but because there's such an information overload. And I think we know what we give a shit about and what we don't. Yeah, exactly. So, we want things personalized. Yeah. We want these new platforms and companies to acknowledge us, acknowledge our time, because we're probably pretty self-centered, even though we do like to think about other different issues and topics, or at least seem as if we do. Um, I think that social life really does just, like social life, <laughs> digital socials, uh, probably created our narcissistic yeah, personalities. Yeah, we're, we're a me generation, so there are there's good and bad with it, but... It also means that there are things outside of ourselves that we care about as a general rule. Yeah. You know, whether rightly or wrongly or whether your heart's in the right place and you're doing it in the wrong way, that's up for debate, whatever different side of different issues you're on. But we do have opinions. Yeah, we I think them. because I think back in the day it was sort of just like a lot of people had it, like the more, more, of, a, more of the population had it pretty rough. Mm-hmm. More and didn't whatnot. have access access to different things. So you had to just worry about yourself and your family and your close-knit friends because you didn't have time to be worrying about other things. Yeah. But our generation's got it pretty, pretty fucking good. So therefore, we've got the time, the resources to be able to think outside of ourselves. And that's not saying that we're better than previous because if we had the same struggles as previous generations, we would 100% be more, you know self-focused that makes sense so it's, it's a weird trade-off it's like yeah. we are more selfish but we're able to think about other issues as yeah. well it's like, it's like yeah it's a weird dynamic so companies are kind of in a weird place now compared to what they used to be because they have so many more avenues where shit can just burn into a fire basically <laughs> like they, it's not just the dude at running the cafe at the front of the counter and if you don't like him who are you going to take it up with yeah like, it's not just word of mouth yeah going to shit it's permanent damage or, yeah like it's internet damage and if there's enough of it then you 
almost you have to like bury that shit deep. Yeah. Which is tough to do. You need like PR. Which I also think is probably one of the reasons why millennials come off as being self-centered because you do actually have avenues and platforms to actually affect change change negatively or positively so you can actually go hey this was a shit interaction that i had at your establishment it my my opinion could actually affect you like i i have some power here yeah. Even if it's only and because, a little bit. Because, yeah, if you, had like a, if you had a couple of thousand people following you on Instagram, that's a couple of thousand people that you have influence over. Where, you know, yeah, whereas level, in the 70s, you had your no small chance. group of friends. Yeah, exactly. You could put a newspaper out at Exactly. So I think in that aspect, that's the reason why maybe we are and do come off as self-centered. Yeah. So I put together a bit of a list on things – well, not things, but – if you were looking at the scenario today where you wanted to get support from a product or a company yeah. that you might have ordered a product from or a service or whatever, in, say, the 70s, what would have the scenario have been when you it broke or... Jesus Christ. Mm. Well, it's not really. It's just a list. So, uh, if you think This back, is going to be some bad nightmare or some shit, like... Not really. It's scenario, just, you've woken up in the 70s. Well, we could, we could oh, go fuck. like that, but... I think my concussed brain can't really pull that all together we can't go in that a deep. short... We can't go that deep. No, your millennial brain can't no, go that deep. No, my concussed brain. I feel like a simpleton. I am struggling. Uh, call support. Yep. That's how you... That's it. The end. <laughs> the end. Full stop. Uh, direct mail. You could write to them. Yep. I'm not sure when email was invented, but even at the start of that, that in, would be a few people that so, might email yeah, a company. Yeah, so in terms of being able to use it in a broad spectrum, probably like early 2000s yeah. to really be able to have used it. That's when just did we a get guess. In, like I got, I think I was dial up internet maybe like 97. Yeah, I think we got it around the same time. And I don't know if we've spoken about this previously on the podcast, but it was something that we were having a conversation with Matt and Brooke the other night, how we're going, we were the generation that grew up going, you'd go to school and be like, oh, so-and-so got the internet yesterday. Yeah. Or, oh, did you, do you have the, do you have the internet the yet? Internet. I think I was maybe two years too young because I don't remember really having those conversations. Yeah, because... Yeah, like you would have been five or six. I would have been seven or eight, so. I think I had some other shit going on in my life for those years. Yeah, not the podcast for this. Uh, I got got distracted in my... I wasn't trying to negate, but I'm just trying to deflect. Uh, But basically, if you didn't satisfy someone's needs as a company worker or whatever, you weren't really ever held accountable to a certain extent. Yeah. They might talk to your manager Because it's sort the of phone. like, oh, that's one piece of business gone. That's fine. Yeah. You, you know, like word of mouth is only so strong. Like it does work. Like, don't get me wrong. Well, it, yeah. When it literally has to be word of mouth. Like you have to have a, that's the only a single thing. face but that's conversation the thing. with word someone. Word of mouth now is very different. Me spreading word of mouth to all of my like channels, my all like Oh, if you wanted to followers. spread a, like an incriminating rumor about me, you could do it pretty quickly. Well, my nose is broken. Fuck, I didn't do it, I swear. Just saying. I wasn't even there. I was neglecting going watching you skate. 
That's my alibi. Mm. I was already being a shit boyfriend. Yeah. Do you have any witnesses? To not being there? When was it? Saturday week ago. I wasn't here. I was doing something. If the cops come knocking, I'll I'll have to find something. (laughs) I'm sure I can. Anyway. So then if we look back then, a slight skew towards marketing more so than client relations I guess is you had cold calls yep spam emails but as we said later on not the 70s direct mail TV ads radio ads which obviously is really good and newspapers and door to door door to door oh I think that was the 80s but you know yeah like fuck man I would have cleaned up in the 80s as a door to door but we had more competition you reckon Mm. More competition than now. Yeah, I reckon. No. Can we get some numbers up on that? Eventually. No, just outside of this recording because I actually want to know that. If you wanted to research, go ahead. Nah, there's no chance that there was more door-to-door salesmen. You don't think? No. No, because they would sell any product, like pens, typewriters. Yeah, but they weren't selling charities and causes and... Were they? Probably not. Anyway. Yeah, but people were surely more gullible as well. Hard to know. But we I there. wasn't a dodgy door-to-door salesman, so I promise. So if we look in comparison now, uh, so back then support is phone calls, direct mail, maybe email later on, to now if you needed support, you've got social media, like all channels of social yeah. media that you can message companies on. You still have phone support. Still got email. Still got email, chat support. Yeah, the old 24-hour robot chat. Community support, so like community FAQs. Yeah, Yahoo Yahoo Answers. Well, that, but even specific products have community bases so that people can help each other out. Yeah, forums and whatnot. Uh, That's kind of all I have, actually. They're the main points, aren't they? Yeah, I'd say those are the main ones because, well, nowadays it's majority of it is just on socials and there's that many social platforms yeah it's like a trillion jobs just to manage it yeah Uh, so I found I had some more stuff on the community support which I found interesting because it could go one or two ways in that people can like shit on your product in that community they might still be using it and if they get up if they get a roll on there's nothing you can do to stop it no because you've given them the platform to do it in some cases and there's also the independent ones. But, yeah, it might. that's what I was thinking about. It might not even be a community or a group on social media that has been set up specifically for your products or that type of product in general. There are, say, there are Simpsons meme groups that if, that if there's a story about your company negatively affecting... Simpsons meme? No, 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 no. So just... Say, okay, so not not to name names because we don't want to, you know, make Shit any enemies, make any enemies. Um, Through word of mouth. Yeah, well, especially they might be a client of mine eventually. But there was, so there was a, there was a, a grocery chain where there were sewing needles found in <laughs> strawberry pundits. Yeah. Pundits? Pundits. No, because a pundit is someone who talks about things that they know that they're, what they're talking about. I'm definitely not a pundit right now. I did not know that. But, um, yeah, a pundit. Um, and then so they had to have a recall. But there are several Facebook Simpsons meme groups that just ran with that and so essentially just made Simpsons-based memes 
on that issue and is was just shitting on that grocery chain. So in that aspect, that's completely negative and there's no way that you could even try to remove it. To remove and that it was already or in stop the, news. the flow or yeah. yeah, exactly. So something that's in the news and it might sort of been back in the day it might have had a five minute spot on a, the six o'clock news and you wouldn't have heard about it again. Well, that's the thing. But I nowadays really... you just run with it and it's there for a yeah. couple of weeks because someone else goes, oh, I've got an idea to make a meme about this and then it's still coming up. <laughs> on a side note, the subtle bogan traits Facebook page. Did you see what Mara posted in that? The... It no. was about the strawberry needle scenario. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a good one. Classic, classic Bogan thing to do is to put needles in yeah. people's strawberries. Yeah. Shout out to Mara for getting us onto that. Yeah. That page is pretty good. Still but on, on that, are, are we, we going to give him uh, examples? Have you got examples of sort of good? Subtle Bogan traits? No, no, no. La Pulqueta. <laughs> yeah, that's what I so Have you got, yeah, so on, on that exact same... Uh, Facebook group subtle bogan traits for all our Australian people um, yeah La Porchetta the semi-popular Italian franchise posted that La Porchetta was a subtle bogan trait it's more of a visual gag but I think that was absolutely brilliant and they know their audience I think it just comes back to knowing your audience yeah and using that in every interaction that you have with anyone yeah because then what did you do you screenshotted it sent it to the auntie donna boys and then they retweeted it It so i got 30 likes it was pretty disappointing wow but yeah you tried i tried so in the interest of then and now comparisons we've done the client relationship type of comparison of what what it was and what it is now. Have we? Well, yeah. Okay. Go on then. Shoot. I think we cover that. Now we've got marketing. Then and now. We already kind of covered the then, but I thought it was kind of slightly related, even though not fully related. I guess technically this is a marketing podcast, so maybe we should touch on some marketing at some point. What's the tagline? Best non-marketing marketing Podcast, yeah, 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 no, that's it. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, can continue. So, as just a recap, uh, marketing back in the 70s or yeah. early 2000s, whatever things existed, we had cold calls, we had spam emails, we had direct mail, TV ads, yes. radio ads, yep. newspapers. Yep. That was our life. As we stated about. 15 minutes ago? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just recapping. Okay, good. Today, are you ready for this? It's going to shock you. I'll be shocked if if, (laughs) if I haven't heard some of these, but yeah, go on. It's going to shock you. E-marketing. Never heard of it. What's that? What's e-marketing? Well, it's basically where you put an E on a letter. Yep. And you put in the mail. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you get it at the other end. Magic. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, continue. Pretty Next much time. It. Uh, Social media, ads, whatnot. Okay. The marketing, yep. not the other thing we were talking about. SEO, yep. SEM. Yep. Couldn't tell you what SEM stands for. But it's a move thing. on, move on, move it's on. Don't let people ask questions. Go on. 
they're kind of the main, like, I guess, lead gens that I thought of. And lead generation is? Getting people through the door. The online door. Yeah, it's like the metaphorical (laughs) door. The metaphor, yeah. Is that getting them to the start of the funnel? What are we what are we talking here? Yeah. Just getting their details. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds real secure. Yeah, Legion. Okay. But I guess where the link kinda came into it was how you manage those leads or how you get them and what those people are expecting once they see something from you. So e marketing is a fairly personalized like yeah, because you, you might be able to grab someone's attention with, you know, like in the socials, like a really good post or a really good sponsored ad and you get them to sign up to whatever you're doing or, but you know, per- you get them into that process and then but it's a sort of bit, managing that relationship from there. It's less broad brush, I guess. I don't know if that's the right explanation, but you can target all, like specific audiences these days. So people yeah. are getting Correct. targeted well, ads to them. Majority of the time, that is what the lead generation is. Yes, yeah, to specific. begin with. Yeah. But if you think back in the two thousands or seven, or whatever, back then. Yeah, because there was no data. It wasn't on a anyone. thing. That's why, because there was no data. Yeah, there was fuck all data. Like I know that's like eighteen years ago, the two thousands, but it it's kind of crazy. You think about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Yes, okay. correct. <laughs> and so I, yeah, SEO and SEM. I was thinking more. I don't know if you've heard of black hat SEO strategies. So like, yeah, just just rejog my memory though. So HubSpot's definition of black hat SEO practices: mm-hmm. the dark art of black hat SEO is the wrong way. Black Hat SEO seeks to game search engine algorithms rather than solve for the user. So it's really just to get, it's like clickbait to a certain extent, just to get the amount of people through the door, not so much like valuable people, which Mm. I feel like in hindsight just shoots yourself in the foot as a company because if you're not getting the right people through the door but you're paying for it anyway, like I just don't understand that to a certain extent. Uh. But yeah, you can actually get blacklisted and stuff now if you do black hat related things. But there's a lot of people that just have black hat strategies in place. Like they're classified as black hat SEO people and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not, we're not. Yeah. But they definitely are. You don't want those people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I can care. I've got nothing to add. Oh, okay. It seems, it seems pretty straightforward. So like, in summary of those things. <laughs> don't look at me like that. Things are more personalized and if they're not personalized then you're kind of like well fuck off then yeah which like, i think is sort of what we've what above we've touched. And beyond yeah. yeah it's what we've touched on because people have got used to being pandered to because that's how you're you going to get people's things, money now yeah. there's that many options if there's that many options then why wouldn't you why wouldn't you choose you know the one that's more personalized to you yeah uh another thing that came up when I was researching this, is website messaging. So, you know, if there's like a pop-up or download this free ebook or something where you're on a blog and you don't want to download a free ebook. Yeah. So, you try to close it. 
but it's not always as simple to close as you think. And sometimes the messaging, if you, it's like in tiny, tiny writing at the bottom where you're like, Where's, how, the, how do I close this? Like, I don't know. And then at the very bottom, it'd be like, no, I don't want good free shit or something. Yeah. Like really sarcastic. A lot of the, a lot of the time that's what happens with um, like apps, apps asking for you to rate them. It's, yeah, it's, it's got like a slide yeah, they message. go, they go, are you enjoying this app? And you go, no, or yes. And then either way, you're then prompted to give more feedback. So if it's yes, it's like, oh, why don't you give us a rating and give us your feedback? And then if it's no, they go, oh, why aren't you enjoying our app? Yeah. And then no you have out. to, you know, so. But this is more, they've popped up, they're in your face and they're kind of like, you, like they make you click something that you don't necessarily agree with. But there has to be a reason for it. If it wasn't working and it, there wasn't a point to it, they wouldn't do it. No, I know, but there's a th- such thing as like poorly written user, like yeah, user yeah, experience no, I get that. copy. That's what I'm saying though, but surely there would be, they, they wouldn't do it if it wasn't optimal. Like if, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, saying. Do you, you, get, do you st- get what I'm saying? Because yeah, you're you- giving me a look like you have no idea what I'm saying, I am- which is probably fair enough. It wouldn't be for the first time, but. I am concussed, so I have just taken, taken it in. Yeah. The, I think that the main point of a pop-up is for them to fill out the form and for the people that don't want to fill out the form, they'll find an exit, but some people won't be able to find it. So it just depends on the user. But it's kind of just like a bit of a stab in the back when you click out of it. Like you just want free content. Just give me free content. I don't need to give you anything. I don't yeah. need to feel bad about and, it. Uh, yeah. Why do, why, do we, why do we want free content? Why do we expect free content now, though? Because we're narcissistic. No, because we've been exposed to it. So I think the beginning or the reason why streaming services are so mm. popular now and they're so cheap would actually be traced back to piracy, so internet piracy. Because we were able to because, have free stuff. Yeah, because you would you would have certain services, so whether it's, um, you know, pay TV or music in general, people were charging $30 for a CD of 10 songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? In in 2000s. the early two thousands, they were still charging five dollars for a single. Yeah, that it seemed have, like such a bargain, but so expensive yeah, at the same time. So expensive, and then piracy came around. You got it for free. Say so you got music for free in a format that's easier to use. So you could burn it down, burn it onto a CD yourself, and have a mixtape yourself of the songs that you wanted. You didn't have to get every song on the album. You could. Chop and change. You would only get the ones that you want for free. You wouldn't be charged the, the thirty dollars. Yeah, exactly. And or video piracy. You would get the movies that you want for free. You wouldn't have to spend exorbitant so amounts of money. So, so then, what happened was. Sorry, I was just gonna say. Is, is you want that to interject? Oh, go on. How? Go on, in- interrupt me. I'll <laughs> stop interrupting you. Go on. No, you were finishing. You were trying. No, I wasn't. I was halfway oh, through a point. No, 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 no. You I go. Can't what was yours? I'm concussed. Okay, so what I was saying is, so that's why. So we, for you know, almost probably almost ten years, we were we were a generation that was exposed to getting things that we wanted for free, and then 
the bigger companies. So either so either the companies that were in the entertainment business, they were either gone forever, they were out of business, you blockbusters, etc. we've touched on them, or they had to adapt. They lived a long time. They did. But where are they now? They're dead. Exactly. So they needed to so the ones that were still around needed to adapt, or the new platforms coming in and the new businesses coming in had to adapt. And so they had to find a middle ground between charging $30 for a CD and almost guilting people into paying for music, for instance. So therefore, then you had your iTunes come in and they were only charging you $1.50 a song. You didn't have to get the whole album. You could pick and choose the 10 songs that you wanted and it was still cheaper than the whole CD previously. Does that make sense? So you're saying that... Privacy is uh, piracy. piracy. Yeah, is the reason that we're in the scenario that we are. I believe so. Yeah. So you don't for, think uh, it would have changed? It may have. I don't. I don't think it would have been as rapid because if there was no alternative to buying a thirty dollars CD, what would we have? What would we have done? Thirty dollars CD. Exactly. Because or just not at all. So the business had to adapt. The entertainment industry had to adapt. And then you, as sort of streaming services developed, there were more more services available, better services available, more outlets. So there were more things on streaming services. Things like Netflix came along. Well, Netflix had been around for, for fucking years, but they knew that they were on the right scope. Netflix has been around for like 15 years. Really? Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it started out as... You order the DVD that you want and you uh, get it in that's the mail. Right. It was, yeah, actually, someone gave me like a gift voucher for it once, but it was real. Yeah. But they were like, no, 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 no. We understand that in 5, 10, 15 years' time, this is how, this is what the landscape's going to be. So they, they didn't just come about overnight. They went, this is where things are moving. It's going to be all streaming. We're going to be in the best position to adapt. Like they went to Blockbuster and said, hey, this is where it's going. Buy us out. Partner up with us. Blockbuster said, no, you're no one. Mm. And then, so, that, and that's why streaming services, because there's, there's still, there's more of them available, so cost is down. But cost is also down because we were getting it for free. Yeah. We so were getting these things for free. So they can't it. then charge the 50 to to $100 a month that, Pay TV was doing before. They can't charge you $3 a song. You know, they've got to find that middle ground. So do you think that other subscription services that aren't streaming related, so like tech-related products that are now month-by-month subscription services followed streaming service month-by-month type thing? Yeah. To a certain extent, maybe. I don't know exactly where on the timeline that came up. It used to be just you had to pipe words buy things out yearly that that was never monthly and you could cancel any time and then as soon as that became a norm because everyone does because the consumer wanted the power because the consumer had the power in those types of scenarios yeah because it's also a hundred times easier to now set up a business and run a business because of the interwebs yeah so therefore it's there's not as many overheads. There's less risk involved. Yeah, there's less 
you know, if you there's there's lots of people that are of the belief that if you can't run your business or your company through only having a smartphone, then your business isn't set up properly to succeed. So if you're, you know, a GM or a CEO and you can't do everything you need on a smartphone and you can't still run the business smoothly, mm. then you're not set up for where you need to be. Yeah. And that's not my opinion, that's actually from people who know oh, the shit. Really? No, that that is my that's the opinion that I have, <laughs> but I'm not giving it on my own accord. Okay. I've made that opinion based on what other people are saying. Okay. And it makes sense. Hmm. I'll take your word for it. Please do. Or whoever. Yeah. Okay. Uh so I guess where I kinda looked into subscription based services and why I thought they were so popular, I never really Piracy never really crossed my mind. I kind of split it into business side, consumer side. From a business side, it makes sense because it's regular repeat business and you've got a lower cost per entry, so you're more likely to get people in the door. From a business side. From a business point of view. And people are less likely to cancel because it's more effort to a certain extent and you usually get a free intro. Because it's also also kind of... If you, it's similar to if you sign up for a charity on a month, month by month basis, you're always, you know, it gets to a point when you're always like, oh, I'll cancel I this. It this month. I'll yeah. Like, oh, like month. I've been meaning to cancel it type of thing. I've supported them for a while. I want to look elsewhere. But then you don't think about it. You don't get to canceling it until it's already been taken out for yeah. the next month. So you're like, oh, I'll just let it ride to the month yeah. after. But if you were doing it in one month sum every year, It'd feel you more would wait to that point, or yeah, not ne- not necessarily. You would you would know exactly when it is, and you would go, "Hey, look, I want to put my money into something else this year." Yeah, you would preempt it. Yeah, exactly. You had a year to preempt it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it, it felt like it made sense from a business side because regular repeat business, people are too lazy. Monthly payments, you can a lot of places. If you pay monthly, it's slightly more expensive. Than if yeah. you pay yearly, but most people still pay yeah, monthly, especially in my position because you can't really afford to buy it outright. In, in bulk, if you try and board everything in bulk, then I would be broke. But yeah, so I, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's necessarily one thing or another. I think it was just, just of all things. of it in together. Yeah, you know, different different factors. And then from the consumer side, as obviously the convenience things became more technologically able. Yeah, well, we expect things immediately and for little effort. Yeah. We expect things to come to our door. We expect to be provided with things every month. Yeah. We expect to be able to turn on the TV whenever we want, not by a predetermined schedule, and watch the things that we want. Yeah, you know, because we're living in a world where it's a- where you're able to do that if you pay enough money, whereas it, it used to be like Foxtel was a premium premium but they product. would but they would also be like you still have to watch the show you want to watch when we show it we but will show then, it more often but then there was the recording aspect yeah. there was the uh, but that was that that, that, was, that was still only fairly recently it was kind of when the transition people were transitioning elsewhere yeah to it? streaming services and they're like okay well we've got to be able to match that match it to a certain extent and give yeah, give people the option to be able to watch it whenever they want. Yeah. Um, yeah, going on going on to the like yeah, to the to the monthly subscription thing. 
I think it's also been exploited or manipulated in a way by lots of different businesses now. And I think in a way that sort of helps both the consumer and the company as well because um, nowadays you see a lot of places that do sampling, monthly samples. Oh, like sample boxes? Sample boxes, which is absolutely amazing because normally if you went somewhere, a business would have to give you a free sample to try and entice you to buy their products further. Yeah. So that's at a loss to the company. It's sort of you, you almost put it into marketing costs because we'll give you a free sample, then you like it, you try it, you like it, then you go and buy our stuff. But this way, the consumer is paying for the samples that they would normally get for free. They're only small amounts, so there's not much risk for the consumer because it's like if you, oh, I've already paid for this, but it's only this one month. If it's something that I don't necessarily like, then I'll just get something different the next month. Does that make sense? And at the same time, the company or the business is getting paid for the samples that are normally I, free. Does that I make get sense? all of that. And I think that's but genius. I'm, yeah, but I'm confused. Like, why are people wanting samples? People buy sample boxes now. But why? Because of what? Of specific of like categories? Like cosmetics? Of new stuff? Like, who, do they choose the samples? Yeah, I think you can, so you can mix and match your different boxes. Um, or they just they just send you out just the monthly sample set that they've got, and you might pay what and they, it, it's relatively cost effective to buy as a consumer because the businesses themselves would normally be giving them out for free, so they're not going to charge a whole lot for them. But at the end of the day, they're still getting money for something that would normally be given out for free. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I'm not personally in the position where I can think of something that. Or a category that there, I there are a few want. different cosmetics, so no, you would get really new different neat. products. Is that am I thinking of a pet one where you can get yeah? Pet there's pet ones. Boxes? There's um yeah. There's there's plenty of different ones, and you can get different sized ones. So then eventually you're like paying for a premium amount for things that you know you are would be purchasing anyway, or you but you get them bulk bulked yeah. in with other stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, which. I think it's probably one of, you know, the best marketing exploits but I, going I, around. I think the reason that these things are doing well, I guess along with lots of other reasons, is that you're not locked in. Yeah, exactly. We don't so want to be locked in nowadays no. because there are so many different options and different platforms. You don't have and, to be locked in, so why would you choose the locked in option? Yeah, because there's, nowadays there's, there's nothing to guarantee that in one or two months there'll be a completely different platform or things will, will completely change. You know, so as consumers we're demanding to be able to get out of things whenever we want, not have any lock-in contracts. You can even see it with the phone companies have had to start do, doing that now in terms of, I think it's Telstra and Optus, both of them, you can pay $100 after a year of your contract mm. to then be able to upgrade your phone. I might have done. But more than once. Mm. Three oh, no, or I'm four on times at least. Yeah, but so in that instance, they've gone, okay, well, we know that other people that... People expect well, this the model, now. Yeah, the models of phones nowadays, there's one every year. So the consumer is going to want that new yeah. one every year. We need to keep their business. If we don't let them get out of their contract, what are they going to do at the end of theirs? They're just going to go somewhere else that does give them that freedom mm. to be able to bail after a year. Yeah. So 
Yes, even something, even even companies as stubborn as telecommunications providers are happy to change still, their ways. Yeah, and it's completely it's not like because if they don't, they won't be around. Yeah, because one compet comp, oh words, one competitor yeah. will do it. Mm. And they all have to yeah, that's all it needs. Yeah. yeah. So I guess even, yeah, even subscription, monthly, whatever services, they have to think about the consumer in a broader sense and how they manage that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's it is everywhere. indeed. But I think it's, it's good. There's more give and take from consumers from consumer and brands as well. But there's obviously, there's, there's opportunity as a company or a business to exploit our expectations in terms of provide good service, provide a different service. It's easier now to stand out because there are avenues to be able to do that as a business. Yeah. There's, there's, if you do it poorly, yeah, yeah. you're going to go, you're going to crash yeah, yeah. and burn. But that's why you see nowadays companies that stick around in, especially in a climate like nowadays where it's so up and down. If a business is sticking around, you know it's because they're good. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's because they're, they're providing a decent people service. Are, yeah, supporting them. You, yeah, you know that people would go elsewhere yeah. otherwise. So now you're going to be super disappointed, Adam. Why? Don't have any resources. Fuck this. Uh, I'm out. First of all, you don't even rock up last episode. I was out. And now you're telling me that you haven't even come prepared with my favorite segment. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Hot resources that are shit with Alice. I've got two reasons. Okay. They better be good. One. Because I can cast, oh, I can't. Fuck me, I'm sick of hearing about it. Jesus, <laughs> I can't Christ. stare at a computer very long, and my brain is swollen. Uh, and because when I can stare at a computer, I've been working on another side project of mine with a friend called Brush It On, which I vaguely mentioned. Your friend is called Brush It On. I am working on a project called Brush It On with, with one f- of my friends. Okay, Viv. I'm just checking because. This is the first I've heard about it's this. It's not. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> so I know that environmental issues are something you're like super, super yeah, passionate definitely. about. Definitely. It's like your number one thing I'm in life, I'm always telling it? you to put things in one of our four bins yeah. that are all categorized with, yeah, based on which type of waste plastic. it is. Yeah. Plastic, 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 compost, do. general, plastic. It's all it's you like do, right? like five plastic bins. It's ridiculous. It's very, it's very complicated recycling. So you'll be glad to know that we've been working on a product that can help you swap out one of the major plastic problems the world is currently having, plastic toothbrushes. Uh, over 30 million toothbrushes end up in landfill every year in Australia alone, and that's roughly the difference from Brisbane to Perth along the coast. Like, a fuck ton of a distance. Brisbane to Perth along the coast. Why? That's not the most direct route. Why are you going that's, that way? Because that's... Why wouldn't you just cut through the, the desert? We worked out the kilometres. These, tooth, these toothbrushes are dumb. We worked out the kilometres of the waste based on, like, the distance. I didn't do it. I can't do maths. I was maths. like, maths is your strong suit. I could not do maths. This is not me. This was Viv. And it ended up being, like, 
5,500 kilometers, which is roughly Perth to Brisbane, but going along the coast road. How did you work out the average size of a toothbrush, though? Because sometimes you've got those little baby toothbrushes, teeth brushes. Stop ruining this. You've got a little baby one. You've got a big, long one. Do babies brush their teeth? Adults brush babies' teeth for them. Ah. Teeth, tooths. Tooths. Maybe it's just just one tooth. Uh. Yeah, we're getting ready to launch a crowdfunding campaign to help the business get up and running. Actually, social enterprise takes yeah. a while to sort that yeah. shit out. And to order our first run of bamboo toothbrushes, basically. So essentially just a Kickstarter. Yeah, but we're not doing it on Kickstarter because 100% of our profits go to a cause that the consumer gets to choose out of three. Oh. And Kickstarter doesn't let you give any money from the Kickstarter campaign to charity. So we're going through like Indiegogo. So because that's the whole, the I guess, point of difference is that you buy a toothbrush subscription through Mm -hmm. us, you can choose whether it goes to a marine cause, a forest cause, or a wildlife cause based off your purchase. And those three, we partnered with three different charities. And so 100% of the profits go to that. if, if... If mm. I do sign up, yeah. how often am I getting toothbrushes? Three months. Why? I change my toothbrush once every 18 months, yeah, I'd say. Good, so I, why I do I do need one every three months? So research shows that from a hygienic point of view, you're meant to swap it out every three months. Bullshit. I want to see the stats. I don't have them right with me right now, but that is the stat of okay, hygiene. I'll take your word for it. You better. So you're going to hit better. me up. You're going to hit me up four times a year. Yeah. Okay. For my own health. For your own health, yeah. Okay. And just as long as you're looking out for me, because I'm number one in my oh, eyes. Everyone is. Everyone is number one. Okay. So yeah, we're. Looking- and then so does that mean? Sorry, does that mean that four times a year? Profits from my subscription will go to a cause of my choosing. Well, yeah, a cause, like, category. Yeah. And you could change which one. Oh, so even – so I get to give four times a year even if I'm not necessarily going to be changing my toothbrush that often anyway, but I guess I may as well if a toothbrush is going to be If it rocks up at your door, you may as well change it. It's true. And the three different categories have three different – toothbrush designs, bamboo toothbrush designs mm-hmm. that we got different artists that are conservation artists that actually care about the environment to do. So we're getting them etched on the bamboo toothbrushes, oh, cool. which is kind of fun. Uh, so, yeah, we're basically setting up a click and forget solution for your toothbrush that you're meant to replace every three months. So Just found that out. Okay, yeah. good to know. Double, I'll have double to checking. Google that. I'll have to Google it. I think um, your, biz- or your social enterprise is crumbling here. It, it's not. <laughs> You can fuck off. Uh, yeah. Easy as. So where can I go to check it out? If So our website is brushiton.org or mm-hmm. you can find us if you go, uh, search brush it on on either. Brush place. it brush on. Brush it on. Okay. It was like a pun. Well, not even it's a pun's the wrong word, but it's like don't brush it off anymore. Brush it on. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that is pretty cool. Um, yeah, all right. Now I've explained it, you're on board. Yeah, I'll get a toothbrush four times a year then. So, yeah, I'll probably be slamming this until we launch our Kickstarter. All right. I look forward to continually hearing about it. Yeah.
well, that was that was a good plug. Thanks. Good to, good, good to learn about what you've been doing without me. Yeah. Um, yeah, good to have you back this week as well, Al. I don't know if I did actually mention that at all. I don't know. Fair enough. This is literally <laughs> the worst outro ever. I thought I was gonna gonna give me something. She's given me absolutely nothing. It was meant to be her her week to do the outro. I'm confused. Um, oh fuck <laughs> off! Shut up. You're about to be more cussing in a sec. Um, because I don't actually mean that. Uh, <laughs> don't <but> we've been <laughs> we're both uh, both been a bit disjointed lately. Um, you know, full time full time work hours and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually working longer hours than Alice for once. But, no, um, only because I'm concussed. What do you mean? For any reason, no, you're working work, longer my hours. My regular working week is definitely longer than yours. No, it's not. When do you start? 8.30. Yeah, when do you finish? 5.30. Damn it, it's the same as me. Takes me longer to get there. You start at nine. Shut up. All right. Anyway, <laughs> this outro is going way too long. Um, as usual, I don't think we've we've... We're at where what we're going to be doing next week yet, nah. or in the next episode. Who even knows when that's going to be? Um, so yeah, we'll just keep you guessing. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>